Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident master, as always, Ian Cusick. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. Bryce, how you doing this afternoon? Um, yeah. Very insightful. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take a lot of words to be a, to be a philosopher, you know? You know, I mean... Yes. <laughs> Anyways, it is the Super Bowl special of I'm walking here. Is that is that a thing? Probably. I don't know. But uh, Super Bowl Fifty Five I mean, is what? What's up? It's, it's the third Super Bowl we're doing. We have no idea what's going on. Well, we we don't really know things. With the we 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 just do things. It's true. We just kind of hit we, the we, button. We huh? literally just vibe. Yeah, we just hit the button and see what happens. Sometimes the button doesn't even work. No. Sometimes it works for a few minutes and then stops. Yeah. Happens more often than you think. That's not happened in a while. Now it's going to happen because we just said It's going to happen something. this episode. Yeah, absolutely. But anyways, Super Bowl 55 is this Sunday. Uh, I'm, it's going to cap off an NFL season, which somehow was able to play in full. I'm just going to be honest. I'm shocked that we made it to this. It is, it is actually a bit surprising they, they made it this far. With only, like, mild issues, too. Like, yeah, players caught COVID, but, like, no games had to get canceled. A few reschedulings, yes, which obviously stunk, but all things considered, things could have been a lot worse for the NFL this season. Yeah, it, it could have got bad. Um, I it, it definitely could have gotten really, really ugly. Um, but they, you know, they were able to play all their games. Uh, they only showed that they, you know, don't care about players a few times. Um Really not much different than a normal season, to be honest. Yeah, it's, you know, same idea, just different in that usually it's, you know, concussions and whatnot, but now it's about COVID. So, like, you can already, you can still tell that they don't care, but at least, like, you know, they at least sort of made an effort, which I can applaud. Um, but it, we made it to the Super Bowl. Yes, um, we did. The final two teams. <clears throat> we got Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Kansas City is favored by three in this game. Um, and that does seem very close for what this game could be. When they, they played earlier in the season, I believe it was a three-point game. 
It shouldn't have been. That was bad coaching. Um, I think three points is... I understand it, but I think really offensive. Um, Chiefs team is one better. I mean, flat out. Chiefs team is a better team by a very wide margin. I don't... Like, I, I, I don't see them having much trouble um, if it's a fair game. Obviously, we do not get those all the time, but even even playing field, Chiefs easily win this game. Right, and I am picking the Chiefs as well. As much as I'd love to see Tampa Bay win this game, uh, I, you know, I see a lot of people saying that Tampa's going to win this game. Like, it's, it's like, it, from what I've seen, it's like a 50-50 split on who people think are going to win. But my whole thought process on this is that Kansas City is an absolute juggernaut of a team. Offensively and defensively. So you need to play the absolute best football you can against them if you want to have a chance of beating them. Tampa Bay is a talented team. They have talented players on both sides of the ball. They're a pretty well-rounded team. But are they are they capable of playing a mistake-free game against a team where the margin of error if you want to beat them is so slim that one mistake that might seem like nothing at first turns out to be the backbreaker in the end? Like, I'll look at the Browns game a couple weeks ago. And, you know, the Browns, they put up a good fight against Kansas City. But then what's-his-name had to die for the pylon, fumbled the ball on a play that, while, yes, it should have been a penalty, it, you still shouldn't have been diving for the pylon like that because it was a super risky play as is. That turned out to be a massive point swing in favor of Kansas City. And now Kansas City's in the Super Bowl. Cleveland, you know, Cleveland. I do not believe that Tampa Bay is capable of playing enough mistake-free football to be able to keep pace with the Chiefs and also force them to make mistakes. Because Kansas City... Kansas City makes very few mistakes, so those are the mistakes you need to capitalize on. That's what happened against with the Buccaneers and the Packers in the divisional or the conference championship, rather. Green Bay was able to make Tom Brady make mistakes, but they weren't able to capitalize off of it. it the same way as with the Chiefs. If you're going to be able to make Patrick Mahomes make a mistake, you need to make them pay for it, or else it, it's not going to help you at all. And I'm just not convinced that this Buccaneers team is built for that. So I do think that Kansas City wins this game. Just because it's Kansas City. And frankly, I really don't know if any team outside of the Packers would be capable of keeping pace with them in this game. I just don't. Um, I think you're right. I mean, it t- it'd probably take more than a perfect game for the Bucs. I mean... It'd probably take ref help too. 
I don't think. I mean, the, honestly, Bucks. I think it's more likely the Bucks get ref help than play mistake free football, but they are capable of it. I mean, this is Tom Brady's what tenth Super Bowl. This would be his tenth. Yes. Um, he knows what he's doing. That's for sure. And I, I just. I don't know. They just the the Pats always or in the past the Pat led Tom Brady team. They always seemed to win the Super Bowls that were like, oh, I don't know, maybe this is the one, maybe this is the time they finally get beat, and they lose the Super Bowls that are like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a snoozer. Um, so I don't know if that trend's gonna keep. I don't know if there is any, like, I don't think, hmm, sorry, I don't think there's any, like, you know, underlying things here. I think it's just flat out, Chiefs are the best team in the league, and they should win. I, I think it's right. just that simple. Yeah, and again, it's nothing against Tampa Bay, necessarily. They're a very talented team, and I think, for the most part, they do deserve to be in this game for how they played in the postseason. But... It, it, you just, I, I can agree with you. Probably need more than perfection if you want to beat the Chiefs, and you're not like a team that can normally keep pace with the Chiefs. Um. Yeah, I just, I don't see Tampa Bay pulling this off. As unfortunate as it is. Do you? Uh unfortunate do you um wake up and think about your fed or is it just like kind of a thing do do i wake up and think that i'm or think about how i'm a fed because i like seeing tom brady win football games yeah do you is that a thing that goes through your head or is it just like a natural instinct at this point? no it's kind of always been a natural instinct like i just like seeing tom brady win football games born federal agent good to know you know my dad's a Republican. All right, let's just keep it at that. Where, what did what happened there? Where did that come from? You you know you know if you know you know. <laughs> this man's talking about. I'm, I'm talking about. He's a Fed, and he's like, oh man, I got daddy issues. Like I didn't ask about all that. No, no you, you you know what the connection is there, though. It, you know, I uh, do they even like the Feds anymore? Like, <laughs> who knows, man? Who after? It's 2021. We don't know things anymore. It's like, yeah, they used to like for the last couple of years, they were like, oh, yeah, federal government, baby. Now, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Now that's a damn owned government. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I will be rooting for the Buccaneers in this game, but I have minimal expectations. In terms of them winning, but frankly, Kansas City wins this one pretty easily, and uh, yeah, that that's pretty much my prediction. I, I think the team without any Mickey Mouse playoff wins is going to do just fine. Mickey Mouse playoff wins. <laughs> to be fair, the Bucks only have one Mickey Mouse playoff win. Although I will say that. Uh, the uh, the football team game wasn't a Mickey Mouse win, but well, it, it kind of was. But um, 
they did get played really close, which was surprising. They got hooped on by Heineke, man. I don't even know how to say his name. I don't know. I mean, Heineke played a good game. He probably he's going to get paid after that game because the NFL, of course, likes that. It's a very reactionary league, isn't it? It's an incredibly reactionary league. And we'll get to something else that's super reactionary later, but... You know, I mean, I, mean, I think Heineke at least deserves an opportunity. He's proven that he at least can I, play. Well, fuck it. I mean, they can't draft a QB, or at least a high-end one, this year. So, like, why the fuck not? If he sucks, just take a QB1 or QB2 next year. I don't know, man. I think Washington's a quarterback away from really, like, actually being a good team. Um, no, I, I think... It's not even, like, a... I, I don't think it's even, like, a great quarterback. I think you're, like, you know, as long as you have a consistent quarterback. I mean, their offense isn't, like, fucking that good. They they do need a QB that's probably top 10 in the league if they want to go it's anywhere. I mean, most teams do. Hurt, but... That's not a knock on them. Like, every team you know, could use a fucking top 10 quarterback in the league. But I I don't think, like, a 15 to 20 guy is going to lead them to anything. They're going to need a pretty elite right, team. Yeah, no, they're not at the point of, like, you know, winning a chip or anything yet. But, I mean, I think they should be a consistent playoff team at this point if they can get a good they, one, they, they are They are absolutely um, – it's them and Dallas are really the only two in the NFC East that are in position to go to the playoffs because the Eagles are going to be rebuilding for a really long time. I don't know how they're going to move Wentz. I don't know. I mean, they're going to try, but we'll see. Um, Dallas, I do. I, I think Dallas is a little um, underrated. I, their defense needs so much help. But that offense, if they get anything resembling of a defense, they're going to be good. Like, that that offense is very elite. Yeah. And mind you, we saw most of this Dallas offense without Dak. I, I mean, Dak, Dak's going to come back from his injury, which I think he's going to come back and he's going to play Dak well. Will, I mean, Dak will be fine. I think, I think getting hurt and seeing what happened to Dallas gave Dak a huge argument to why he should be paid. I mean, you argued way last off. He wasn't worth like a really high price tag. I think now, after what happened, yeah, I think he might be. I you know, mean, he, I, I, I did say last offseason that I didn't think Dak was that good of a quarterback and I didn't think he deserved to be one of those guys who's getting 30, 35, 40 million dollars. He's 30 would be an insult to him, honestly, at this point. I, I think 32, 30, maybe 35. I think that's fair. Um, he earned a massive deal. I he can't did, deny he did it. Earn a con- he has earned a big contract from whoever's willing to pay that. Do I think 40's pushing it? Absolutely. I think well, 35 should okay. be. Okay. I think if I think if another team that isn't as strong as Dallas on offense pays them that much money, they're not gonna like what they get. Like if Philly paid Dak like 40 mil a year, I mean they can't. But if they let's say they did, yeah, they they've got, that'd be terrible. They've got enough problems right now with a QB cap as is my like Dallas. It'd be worth it for Dallas to pay him really high because that offense really suits him. Like that offense is tailored for Dak Prescott. Um, but if like 
well, say like the fucking Texans went after him to replace Watson. I don't see that. Yeah, no, that that wouldn't be good. I that would be an absolute mess, actually. Which might be exactly why Houston goes after him, anyways, because that team's a total mess. Well, Watson hasn't been traded yet, and I'm sure knowing knowing us, that's going to happen like tomorrow at eleven. It's going to happen tomorrow morning at eleven forty-seven a.m. You know, episode is scheduled and everything. Watson gets dealt, and you send me an angry text while I'm having breakfast. Oh, I won't even have to send you an angry text. We both gonna be pissed. I mean, we're used to it at this point. But why at three a.m.? That was that was bad. That was the worst one. But actually, to transition, another one happened last Friday night. Um, yes. Stafford went to the Rams. Dude, um, fuck Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. <laughs> Jesus, man. I didn't even know he had a job again, actually, until... Yeah, um, he's a fucking intern for Bill Belichick right now. Imagine yeah, imagine going from defensive coordinator to head coach to intern. He's getting... He gets Belichick's coffee and a donut every morning. And, you know... That's the reason why Matt Stafford didn't want to come to New England, I bet. I and Matt Stafford wouldn't help New England. New England shouldn't be going after any quarterback unless it's Watson. I would gladly welcome Matt Stafford coming in. Well, not, granted, you need a long-term I, I answer. You, Stafford's not a long-term answer. Granted, the price tag that Los Angeles paid for Matt Stafford, I'm glad New England didn't pay that much for him. I am glad about that because uh, hey, listen. they gave up a king's ransom. Here's the to thing. Get Goff and his contract out of Los Yeah, Angeles. that's the thing. That was worth it. Like, even if Stafford's not that good, they don't have to pay Goff anymore. <laughs> now, they don't have a first round pick till like 2028. But, yeah, like, but fuck it. I mean, I they mean, weren't yeah, going to have until they... like 2025 prior to this. So, <laughs> fuck it, right? I mean, they're in win now mode. I, I think this move is good for the Rams. I don't think Stafford's that amazing, but like, he. he... He's a can't solid quarterback. And he can't be worse than Goff, right? You know, knock on wood, hopefully, that uh, he can play better than Goff for him. Like, this is I, a move. Jared Goff is one of my least favorite players to watch in the NFL. He's so He bad. doesn't just suck. He's like a boring suck. Yeah, it's not There's like funny. nothing about his game that remotely excites me. Dude. Like, yeah, you've seen, like, you know, guys like Johnny Manziel. He sucked. But at least, you know, he could do things with his legs. He was like a super mobile quarterback. He was at least Dude, fun to watch. Okay, I get what you mean because Jared Goff is like he'll just go like eight of like twenty one for like ninety six yards. But like Mitch Trubisky is so funny to watch because he's it's, so bad. Trubisky is objectively hilarious. To he's watch. hilarious. Like he is like he's just a comedian out there. Um, Goff is just bad, and he's not even like it's not even cool. Like. He just he just sucks. I didn't Detroit. I mean, I really I I guess the picks were really enticing for Detroit. Although I don't think those picks are going to be very high. I think they're going to be probably in the twenties because I think the Rams are going to be a pretty consistent playoff team. I mean, I mean shit, they were this year. Yeah, that defense like it's kind of the same thing. It's like as it's kind of the same thing as football team. Um, their defense is just extremely ridiculous. Um, and they're like a few pieces of offense. Do I 
Stafford is the, uh, is the answer to bring to a Super Bowl. No. It gets him close off, even though Goff did lead them there. Actually, it was really girly, to be honest with you, but Goff was, was the quarterback. The I mean, Goff, Goff had a good season that season, but that offense was so stacked that, like, if uh, Goff yeah, that... didn't have a good season, he'd be working at a Wendy's right now. I Jared Goff really should be delivering my Chick-fil-A Friday, but of course he's going to get paid millions of dollars to stink it up in Detroit. Did you have Chick-fil-A Friday today? No, I'm doing that after this, actually. Gotcha. Yeah, no Chick-fil-A close to me, so no Chick-fil-A Friday for me, unfortunately. I get it. I, I understand that at home, because I wouldn't be able to do it at home either. Actually, funny enough, I'd be able to do it at home pretty easily because there's one like 10 minutes away from me. But, uh, unfortunate. It is, man. But not as unfortunate as how much Jared Goff is making right now. He is a absolute thief. Um, he, he, yeah, man. I, I guess Detroit, I guess the picks were really like what they were banking on. That has to be what they're thinking because, I mean, late firsts aren't great, but still, like, it's you're, good. You're still like, getting a first round draft pick out of it, and if you don't love where you're at right there, you can package some of these picks and you can move up, or you can. Well, here, yeah, for, yes, for, for that's probably the big thing. Well, here's the thing: the Lions' actual pick is going to be much better than these Rams picks. Because this Lions right. team is fucking terrible. Um, and they're probably going to lose Galladay, <laughs> which will not be good. Dude, I mean, Jared Goff, not only... Right now, so they, just, they essentially get free second, they free first and second round draft picks here. I don't hate Dude. that. Dude. Oh, my God. Not only is Goff going to be terrible, Goff doesn't even have anybody to throw to. That, man, that man's going to be thrown to TJ Hawkinson, dog. Oh my god, I don't think they even, they're not even going to have Marvin Jones either, because I'm pretty sure he's a free agent this offseason. If, if Marvin Jones stays, he's a madman. Marvin Jones would be really good in like, like a, he'd be a really good three or two when somebody's he's offense. A, he's a solid number two. If he's your number three, that's a fantastic situation. He's super underrated. Marvin Jones is nice. Galladay is... I think Galladay is one of the more under, underrated receivers in the league. I think Galladay is like, I don't know. I don't know where I put him, but he's he's up there. He's a great receiver. He was hurt a lot of this year. We didn't get to see him a lot. Kenny Galladay and Allen Robinson are both going to be free agents. And if the Patriots they both don't aggressively per, if the Patriots don't aggressively pursue at least one of them, I'm going to make the Boston Tea Party look like an actual tea party. Okay, now we're making terroristic threats. Yes. Fuck it. No, here's I don't. I mean, Allen Robinson and Kenny Holiday are good, but like they're not gonna save New England. Like nobody's even playing quarterback for the Patriots. Like no one. That doesn't. That's not gonna help anybody. They may as well not. Um, I mean, they can if they ch- if they choose to. If they they've really want to bring a Rob, they've got the cap base. I want them to go I, after oh, one of them. I I would rather they don't because I want Galladay and Robinson for the first time. Uh, actually, more Robinson. I want Robinson for the first time to play with a good quarterback because his career quarterbacks have been fucking Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. 
Like, he deserves better. I want him to go to, like, Green Bay or something. That would be fucking nasty. He he would never be able to be in Chicago again. They're going to have to, like... Yeah, they're going to have to do something when they play in Chicago, but yeah. He's going to have to have, like, police protection whenever he goes to Chicago. Yeah. Someone will sneak a gun into Soldier Field. If there's one thing I know about people from Chicago, someone would absolutely do that. But I, I want A-Rob to play somewhere where there's good QB and maybe even, you know, elevate a team to a championship. I mean, there are receivers that can do that. I think A-Rob is one of them. Imagine, though, an A-Rob-Devontae Adams tandem. That would be fucking stupid. I Green Bay should make that happen. There's no reason they shouldn't make that happen. Other than the fact that I would like to see Robinson in New England with hopefully a quarterback that we draft slash sign a guy. I don't know. I, I, no, New England's... New England's got a shitload of cap space, so they can absolutely make some moves. They do, but there's not... I Like, there's not a... At least a QB or really anywhere else that I see being like a fit for New England. Like, what are you going to do? you going to put all that money in the fucking Kirk Cousins? Like, what? what is your answer? Cousins wouldn't be great, but he'd be far from the worst option we could sign or go after, rather. Like, I, I would honestly, if I'm the Patriots, I would just swallow my fucking pride, actually tank, and stop being like, you know, stop being like weird I mean, about it. If they're going to tank, I'd like him to at least commit to the tank. I said it last offseason, the worst case scenario for this team would be to go seven and nine and be mediocre. Guess what they, they did this season? They, they, they were did seven exactly and nine that. and they were mediocre. They were even I'd say they were worse than mediocre this season. They they stumbled into a few of the wins this season. Well the Jets like decided they needed to lose that one game. Um The Jets had a ten point lead and they still fucked it up. Well that was on purpose. The Jets could have won five games if they wanted. The team really wasn't that bad. They were just losing on purpose. But once they won, they were like, fuck it, I, it's too late now. And they just won another one. Like the like the Raiders game, that one was fun. That was the funniest one. That one was just so blatant. What, you don't, like call, were, all, you don't call Engage 8 on the last play of the game when they need a hail? No, I actually, you know, you know, in one possession games on the last play of the game, I don't call field gold block, actually. Um, not nah, the play goal, I go field to. Field gold block is fucking bugged sometimes because you can fucking sack guys like it's nothing. You got like, you know, you got 10 guys rushing the quarterback. And you know how Madden is. Madden, you know, the fucking AI just doesn't block sometimes. That's kind of, it's yeah, kind but, of glitchy. If they ain't shotgun, then... Sometimes it doesn't even matter. That's the fucked up part. Madden thinks that quarterbacks can't just, you know, lob a pass to their wide receivers when there's no one covering them in, like, you know, under a second. I ain't played Madden in a long time. I don't know what's going on over there, but... That's a good decision, frankly, I should say. I haven't played Madden's. I played... I stopped playing Thanksgiving of 2019, and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. My life is objectively better it took, after doing it took, that. It took like a year and a half of telling you that. It did. And now they're making now they're going to bring NCAA football back, and I'm ready to get hurt again. Oh, my dumbass is absolutely buying at least one of those. 
I'm buying the first one. I'm showing NCAA football. I am ready for game companies to screw me over again when it comes to sports games. Oh, they well, okay. Here's the show is not bad. Um, it's boring, but it's not bad. It's fine. It's honestly probably the best sports game out is the show, and it's like I'd probably give it like a six out of ten. I know you're not a hockey guy, but NHL is very fun in my opinion. That's like the one NHL sports game I really enjoy. I hear NHL games are semi well made or at least at least somewhat you know you can at least tell the difference between like the previous nhl game and the new one uh madden this year i can only tell the difference when it comes to next gen and current gen um the show i mean the show doesn't change much i mean now this is the first one on next gen so maybe it'll be um different maybe they'll do some things with the engine but the show hasn't changed in a very long time um, I'm fine with that the, for right now because I haven't had a good baseball game since MVP Baseball 2005, which is objectively the best sports game ever. That's that mm, best ever. It's great. I, would, I mean, that's I would up there. absolutely say it's the best sports game of all time. I would say, man, I don't know. NFL 2K6 is 2K6 was fun, um, but MVP Baseball 2005. It just played so fantastically. The graphics, even though the game came out like 16, 17 years ago, the graphics for the time were very good. I honestly can't think of a sports game that I had more fun playing than that. I had a really fun time with Madden 10 back in the day. Um, and I think NCAA 14 is probably the greatest if we're talking like, because that shit held that shit held it down for like seven years. I mean, that shit is still played to this day. It's super well made. Honestly, that is the thing I'm worried about with the next college football they make is because EA does not make good games very frequently, at least EA Sports. So I'm very I'm worried. I'm gonna buy the first one, but like if it's at like. I'm doing it again. <laughs> if if EA fucks up NCAA football, I might just be done with EA. Like after se- waiting seven years, man. I mean, it's going to be longer because it's probably not going to come out to like 2022. I think, I think they said it was 2023. Oh my god, man! 2023. Well, it's going to be NCAA football 23, so it'll come out in 2022. 2022. Oh, if we wait eight whole years. And that game sucks. There is no God. I if that happens. Well, I mean, it's probably going to. This is EA we're talking about. And it's going to be a yearly product after this, too. Which is just dumb. I mean, it's not dumb. I understand it. But, like... I don't know. I just hope they don't fuck it up. I'll buy the first one. If it's bad, I'm, I'm, I'm stopping. It's going to be interesting because, honestly, the best part of NCAA 14 and why everyone played it for so fucking long was because we... Because Dynasty was good and the game was good. The game is... NCAA 14 is good. Um, It's a fantastic game. I mean... But here's the thing. What's the one mode EA has fucking demolished? The in career their, mode in their, slash dynasty mode. 
Yeah. Like they in Madden today, franchise and all that shit is unfucking playable. It sucks. Franchise in most senses is actually worse in this current Madden than it was in like Madden 16, Madden 17, Madden if, 18. Even Madden if, 18 was better. Like it's gotten progressively worse since those days. Like if EA makes this and like a transaction bullshit game like they make Madden, it, they, they're useless. They may as well have not brought the series back. Like, if Dynasty is bad on NCAA, this it was a waste, and they should have they shouldn't have brought it back. Because you see it, you see what happens with Madden. They they funnel all their like shit into ultimate team and you know online play but that's not what made ncaa good what made ncaa good was dynasty and if dynasty sucks if it's unplayable then this game really missed the mark for what they should it's a way it's yeah it's a waste of time it really is it's a waste of time i hope it's not that and i will buy the first one like i said but i'm just really hoping they they don't screw it up and the, the sad thing is they probably are going to. It is probably going to be way less than our expectations because, I mean, let's be honest, our expectations are through the roof. It's been fucking seven years. so. And I mean, our most recent baseline for as to what the game's going to be was one of the best sports games of all time. Yeah. So, yeah, we probably aren't going to have our expectations met, but I'm hoping they at least try to capture some of what made NCAA 14 so great. And it wasn't microtransactions. I just hope they remember that. Microtransactions were hardly a thing at that point, though. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, no one was really doing it back then. I mean, I mean yeah, they, they had Ultimate Team back then, but it was still very bare bones at that point. And it was bare. Like, you earned your teams. You know, you didn't buy packs. I mean, they also actually gave a damn about other features in the game at that point. I think the only, the only big-time microtransaction... EA game was like FIFA. Like FIFA had that kind of incorporated. Like packs were pretty, you know, established in FIFA at that time. But like Madden, no way. Madden, I don't even remember Madden having an ultimate team before like fucking Madden 25. I think Madden 13 started ultimate team. But at that point, it was like, again, super bare bones. Things were just it was it was a super OP game because you could pretty much just get anybody and just dominate. It wasn't like the pay to win model that it really is now because the game was just so bare bones. It, it's not nearly as in depth as it is now. Here's here's what here's what we'll say about MLB the Show. Um, at least in MLB to show 20, it is very, very easy to make a phenomenal team with just no money spent. Um, I am so and, glad to hear that. And it's really, it's been like that. Like, you can make a competitive team in the show without spending any money. Pretty. And I think that's the uh, the show's all Diamond Dynasty. Um, you you can make a team very very easily that will compete uh, without spending any money. And another thing I like about the show, 
which no other sport game to my knowledge does, is you can buy stubs individually. Like you can buy packs if you want, but you can buy stubs and just spend them on whoever you want. Which I yeah, honestly uh, like. Like, th- does that make a pay-to-win problem? It it can create a pay-to-win problem, but the best cards in MLB The Show 20 are, are earned from... You can only earn them from, like, completing collections and challenges. You can't buy them. So I think they balance it out very well. Yeah, so I think that's the only game that I know of that does that. Um, I know... Like the EA games, you can buy coins from third-party sellers, but you're really not. Supposed you can to do that. yes, you're you're one. If they catch you doing that, you'll be banned. And two, it's risky because if it's an you know unreliable uh, seller, they'll just take your fucking account. But I I give a lot of credit to San Diego Studios because they take the time. They put effort in and they make a ton of challenges. Like I know Madden does too. And Madden has, I mean, from what I remember, was leaning into this a little more where you could make a pretty good team by grinding. But MLB The Show, they do a really good job with rewards. They do a really good job making, like, making it worth it, making grinding worth it. Like, if you try your ass off at grinding, your team will be nasty. Like, it is so easy to make a, a very good team in the show. And I... I, and that, I think, goes back to effort. I think it goes back to San Diego Studios puts more heart into their game than EA does. And 2K does. I don't. I ain't forget about you, 2K. You motherfuckers. 2K's the worst. 2K's actually the worst. Like, not in terms of game. I think Madden's probably the worst, worst game on the market. 2K's right up there. 2K is a terrible game. And not only are you expected to um, pay for VC, you're paying for VC and like attribute points in an individual mode that you play online. Like no other game is that fucking scummy. None. You know that is true. I don't personally play 2K, but I all my room, pretty much all my roommates do. So I spend a lot of time watching them play. They make it very, very difficult to grind up your player. Like, like what and we're talking you, you about. You get capped at a point where you can exceed the cap by paying, which I think that's. Is, see, this is the thing. That's the games. Nice. The games we were talking about. It's pay to win, like ultimate team. But like, you don't have to play ultimate team. Here's the thing about two K is that one, it's ultimate team. No one's fucking touching that. No one plays two K ultimate team. So the one mode. People buy 2K4 is my is my career, and everything is my like there you can barely play the game without microtransactions. Um, it's very hard to actually play a 2K game without paying for VC. And when when you make that happen, like when that's how you run your game, it creates like it's not even skill anymore. 2K is not a skill-based game. It is a pay-to-win game. It's very well hidden that it's a pay-to-win game to, like, the, you know, average eye. It's like you look at 2K, it's like, oh, you you pay for a little VC and, you know, you're good. 
the reality is those upgrades, like when you get to higher overalls, at least when I played, were fucking expensive. Like they were really expensive to like really, really upgrade your player past like 90. Like once you hit 90, even once you hit like 85, those upgrades are expensive. And the game is like, I guess it doesn't technically make you, but you don't earn VC at a very high rate. Um, you really don't. It's, you it's have to play on Hall of Fame. Slow grind. Like you absolutely have to play on Hall of Fame. Um, and if you don't play on Hall of Fame, I mean, good fucking luck. Two <laughs> K, honestly, Two K is the new is the cod of sports games. Because everyone realizes, yeah, there's still a sect of people that think. 2K's viable game. That shit is terrible. I will never recommend anybody play any 2Ks. Yeah, I think the whole microtransaction thing, it's been a lot more egregious on 2K currently than Call of Duty, because at least Call of Duty, they've kind of switched to a more like... They've switched like the Battle Pass system, where like everything you get in the past is cosmetic. The only game-changing stuff, like the weapons... You can earn those for free. Yeah, COD never had a really big pay-to-win problem. The only game that had a pay-to-win problem was AW. Um, but no other COD had that. I'd say, 2K, I'd say any of the supply drop CODs, the pay-to-win was a problem. No, BO3 had no pay-to-win element at all. Zero. The supply drop odds were fucking terrible. They... they BO3 never put anything in the game that was game breaking. AW put shit in the game that was like, holy shit. How Fair enough. Is you know what? I'll give you that. It, uh, that was a problem because they did they had the weapon variants and everything. So like you know you'd have guns yeah, and yeah. damage. Yeah, BO3 didn't do any like weapon variants. They did like different DLC weapons that weren't like fucking broken or anything. I don't think there was anything crazy broken in that game, but I haven't played in a few years, so it's. But two K, two K has been paid to win. Two K has literally been paid to win the entire time. Because if you spend more money on your player than someone else, you will be better. It rarely ever comes down to skill. That's what makes two K so bad. But I will, um, say. Speaking of uh, video games and uh, edgy people in the media and, uh, you know, really cool people. I'm fucking kidding. I hate this clown. Trevor Bauer has finally signed. He finally just shut the fuck up. Uh, I gotta say, I, I think Bauer's a good baseball player. I think he was worth of getting a big contract. This was a little much, though. So he signed with the Dodgers. He got okay. Here's the thing: everyone like got caught up in Bauer this year. Um, the thing Bauer, the only thing Bauer's ever done is had a Mickey Mouse Cy Young. That's it. In an actual season, he's never been better than like a number three. And he's got forty to forty-five million dollars for three years. He's, so he the deal is three years, like one hundred five or one hundred eight. But his first two seasons, he's getting paid $40 million. That's more than Garrett Cole, 
That's more than Max Scherzer. That's more than Justin Verlander. That's more than any other pitcher in the league. So you're telling me that Trevor Bauer in a 20-game season where he yes, had a... Well, well, he didn't pitch 60. Yeah, he only pitched like 20, yeah. He pitches like, you know... He played 11 games, went 5-4 and four with an ERA of 1.73. A whip of point seven nine and a hundred strikeouts. Oh, like okay, this is I mean, good. Yes, that's a very yeah. good season. These are okay. But, yeah, those are good numbers. But like, he played one third of an actual season at best. And you're going to tell me he's worth more than Degrom, Cole, Scherz? No, he's fucking. Up. He's not even the best pitcher on that Dodger team. Honestly, some could make an argument that he's the third best pitcher on that team. Like, honest to God, he's not better than Walker Buehler. He's not even close. And he's not better than um, Kershaw. You can maybe make an argument for Kershaw. I mean, Kershaw's uh, old. I mean, Kershaw's just old. I mean, I'd still argue Kershaw's better. Honestly, like, you might want to side-eye even Dustin May a little bit. Like, Dustin May might fucking pop off. May's, May's still young. I could definitely see him being better than Bauer. Because May, I'm pretty. He was only a rookie last season, right? Or like his second season in the league. And he's he's young. He's very young. That's the thing. Like if Dustin May goes crazy and Kershaw stays Kershaw, they just paid the fourth best pitcher in their rotation forty million dollars a year. Which is, I mean, could like, be yeah. a huge mistake. Bauer. The thing about Bauer is, yeah, he's a great you know number three option in my opinion. But, like, for that price tag, you're paying a shitload of money. For Here's the thing. Historically, has been a very high three ERA. Uh, has had, you know, he's been a solid pitcher. But, realistically, you're not paying $40 million a season for a solid pitcher. Yeah, that's what that's my thinking. Is like, yeah, he might be a really good number three. Like, if you have him as your number three on your team, your pitching rotation is probably really good. Here's the thing: I don't really feel like having him being a number three with his fucking mouth and just his attitude. Like, I don't want to give that forty million dollars to be my number three. He's not worth forty million dollars. I don't care however you spend it. He's just not. He ain't a forty million dollar. He is not the he. He does not deserve to be the highest paid pitcher in the league by any stretch. So, to say to to do that and have him just run his fucking mouth, be a fucking asshole, he's not worth it. Like I would never do this shit. Like if it's just not something I want. I mean, good on the Dodgers, I guess, but. You know, it's. It, I don't think the Dodgers are going to regret this because they've got the money to throw around like that. You know, the second richest organization in baseball, yeah, they're going to be able to throw around $40 million for a guy who has pretty good upside. And downside-wise, I mean, it could be a whole lot worse. I'm not saying Bauer's a bad pitcher by any means, especially for a number three option. I don't think if you've got the money to throw around like that and you're willing to go over the luxury tax, which Los Angeles absolutely has at this point. Yeah, only by a few million. But still, it if you have the money to throw around like that and you're willing to just say fuck it, 
here's $40 million, Trevor, go pitch for us. This is not a bad signing, necessarily, for the Dodgers. I think it's very pricey. I don't know if the talent matches the price point. But if you're going to throw around that kind of money for a number three option, who is a pretty solid number three, fuck it. I like it. I Go ahead. I think my problem with it is who Trevor... He, he walks around acting like he's had a career like Pedro Martinez or Roger Clemens. Your career trajectory is like fucking Sonny Gray. Shut up. I'm pretty sure Sonny Gray's Reds career was better than Trevor Bauer's Reds career. Probably. I mean, overall, maybe, because Bauer was only there. I mean, Bauer won a Cy Young. And I mean, Mickey Mouse Cy Young, obviously, but like... I mean, shit. yeah, he did win a Cy Young, but you really have to ask yourself, he pitched 11 games. If he pitched, you know, 35 games like you normally do in a season... His season doesn't look like that. Would he that, he's, Would that pace continue? Would he keep up a 1.7 ERA? Do you remember the argument in a 60-game season, there might be, like, a hitter that's, like, way hotter than he normally is because it's, like, a really, you know, stretch of games, like, a really short stretch of games, and he gets hot, and he has a really good season because it's only 60 games. I do recall that, yes. That is what happened with Trevor Bauer. He had a really good section of one-third of a season. That's what happened. Could he do that a whole season? I don't think so. I just, I, I'm not certain that, I think that for the most part, this is a pretty low risk signing for the Dodgers. I mean, I they're just, putting in a lot of money, I, but they have the money to throw around. I, I think it's the, I honestly think it's the opposite. I think it's high risk because if he sucks, you you're paying him for like you're stuck paying him forty million. Like this shit could be one of the worst contracts in sports when it's said and done. But, yeah, and that makes sense. But my whole thing is they have so much money to throw around that I think they're willing to eat that risk with the possible upside that comes with Bauer. I guess. I mean, yeah, they are, they have the money for it, but forty million. I mean, it's more than $40 million. Like, if he's bad his entire tenure, you know, he's wasted $110 million. I don't care how rich you are. That's fucking terrible. So, hey, man, we'll have to see. At least they didn't pay Carson once forty. Yeah, you know, like, the, if the Dodgers were paying Carson Wentz $40 million, I'd have a lot of questions. <laughs> there would be... Quite a lot of questions there. But uh, we got to go. Speaking of, we got to go get to the uh, San Francisco Giants and New York Giants uh, annual picnic meetup. Maybe like three people listening are going to get that. Zero. Zero people are going to understand what I just said. Well, Ross is probably going to listen to it and he's going to understand that. What do you? I don't know. Be a little. Too, we talked to, no, no, no. That might we, be a little too much. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Raza knows about that. He might. He might. He he is very well uh, well knowledge in the Francesa field. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 130 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian M Cusick. That is spelled C U S I C K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter. It's B R I Z Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. <laughs>